Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome to another episode of the Beyond Sunday podcast, special Valentine's Day edition. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, yes. Pastor Randy. We are a day late. We are a day late on recording, recording. the podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's Wednesday. The snow threw us for a loop. You know, we had to cancel the podcast because <laughs> of the snow. So, oh my. There you go. <laughs> but guess what? I have a special Valentine's Day joke for okay. you. Okay. You ready for this? I am. I'm not ready, um, but I'm did, here. did Eve ever have a date with Adam? No. No. Just an apple. Oh. There you go. Is that from Maddie? No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. There you go. If you're lucky, Excellent. I might have another one for you later if I remember. Okay. If the time and the circumstances are right, but it's going to be a two-joke episode. I'm going to pray for forgetfulness. Okay. Good luck. I know, right? Theologically speaking. Yes. Here always, we go. Always. Um, so we were back in Matthew again, mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. weeks in a row. Um, mm-hmm. And we're finishing up a section that Jesus was talking to his disciples mm-hmm. prior to sending them out. Right? So that's our context. Randy's shaking mm-hmm. his head. Mm-hmm. Right? The beginning, almost beginning, 10-5. These, Jesus, these 12 Jesus sent out, mm-hmm. instructing them. And this is the last of his instruction. Yep. So verses 40 to 42 um, is what we were uh, covering on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And um, my first question is about your uh, sermon title. Mm-hmm. I know you don't spend a ton of time crafting those. Oftentimes it's you know something to do or quotes from the text itself. Um, but uh, my question is, can you explain this past mm-hmm. week's title after the colon, mm-hmm. uh, which I will remind everyone of in case they don't remember, mm-hmm. which was receiving encouragement for our disciple-making mission. Um, so what, what's the encouragement? I'm curious yeah. where that came from. Yeah. So I do, I do spend time uh, almost every Thursday morning trying to create a title that is helping us know how the text is supposed to be implemented in our lives mm-hmm. as opposed to an informational title. So most of the titles that we have, especially in this case, I mean, the earthly life of God with us, that quote, God with us comes from Matthew's gospel. But mm-hmm. after that, after the colon, the rest of it is designed to say, if anybody read it, they know what the text is doing. So there's my rationale. I know you didn't ask that, but but the rationale yeah, for the titles are that when they read it, they know one of the applicational angles for them. So the the my reason for that too is the fact that oftentimes the um, if a person reads the bulletin, mm-hmm. they're going to read the title before we get to the sermon. And so what I want is if they read it, they're hearing what they're supposed to be doing or what the text is doing to them. 
that's my my reason. Now I did talk about that just for a moment. Okay. On uh, well, I Sunday it. morning, I I not not the title, oh. but I did talk about the worship response. Oh yeah. I so did. I do for instance, that. with this text, uh, let me get let me open up that scripture. In this case, this scripture was designed to to uh, to offset the the tragedy of the opposition for the disciple maker. Because Jesus warned them early, but right uh, the paragraph before this, Jesus was saying, look, you can expect some hardship and opposition. Mm -hmm. Make sure you love me more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. But now when you get to verse 40, uh, it's encouragement from Jesus that says, hey, do you realize how important you are for this mission? Like, just yeah. think about what you're doing. Whoever receives you receives me. That's how important you are. So that's that's where the encouragement is coming from. When I when I think about the importance of being a disciple maker, it's because of the potential for me to help another person know Jesus and know God. Mm -hmm. So it should encourage us. And then the other encouraging part of this is the reward part. Okay. We we not only are going to have a reward, which I said was one of the angles, but also, and that was in the opening minutes of the sermon, by the way. But the other angle is. Um, we give other people the opportunity to receive a reward if they'll listen to us. Mm -hmm. So it is an encouragement for us to mm -hmm. be a part to be a part of that work. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So last week's text, verses thirty-four to thirty-nine. Yeah, which was, we did read. Yeah, right. It was included. That was mm -hmm. a. Those are some hard words yeah. to swallow. Yeah. Um, and this comes in as a softening, right? An encouraging word mm -hmm. to kind of wrap them up, send them off, the disciples in particular, and then us too as disciple makers ourselves. Yeah, you can imagine, right, where Jesus says at the end of that section, if if you go to someone, if you go to your neighbor and they offer you a drink of cold water mm -hmm. because they want to they welcome you in, they want to listen to your message, and they want to respond appropriately to the message about Jesus and the kingdom, mm -hmm. he will by no means lose his reward, which is the negative way of saying he will certainly receive a reward. So it's an incredible encouragement for us. Uh, it's, it's amazing what happens when a person tells another person about Jesus. I mean, it, it can open up a, a whole eternity of rewards for them. Mm -hmm. It's pretty encouraging. Yeah, no, it is for sure. And you mentioned the word receives there, which you mm -hmm. spent some time yeah. fleshing out. If I'm yeah. remembering right, you kind of defined that five, five six, times, six seven, times, seven. Wow. Eight. I'm going to stop counting. And I didn't even, I didn't even do that on Sunday, but I just went through it quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times in that text. That's Ocho, if you're uh, speaking Spanish. Oh, yeah. Eight, Good for you, eight man. for English. Good yep. for you. I try to keep my wow. Spanish sharp. Um, but you define that as listen and respond to. Mm -hmm. Someone who's receiving is someone who is listening mm -hmm. and responding to. Mm -hmm. So um, spin off of that. Does this have anything to do with hospitality? It, it doesn't primarily, but... Yes, in the sense that I could see you using your home as a as a disciple making home base. I mean, you yeah. you invite. Uh, I mean, am I tracking with you a little bit? I mean, on that. I mean, you can invite somebody in. If it's a neighbor that doesn't know Christ. You invite them in. In this case, it's 
you're receiving them, but now as soon as you get into disciple making mode with them, now they have the opportunity to receive you and your message and respond accordingly. So I could see, yeah, I could see hospitality being a part of it. Because you talked briefly or mentioned the um, uh, something like a Jehovah Witness situation or a Mormon yeah. situation yeah. where. Uh, we have yeah. someone come to us. And yeah. When I hear that word receives yeah. in this context, whoever receives me, yeah. et cetera, yeah. or whoever receives you receives me, That um, the way I would probably quickly define that is someone who just takes me in, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's more than just listens. There's also yeah. a response to it, which you, you highlighted. Mm-hmm. Um I just didn't know if hospitality. Cause how would I? How do we? How would we receive someone? Well, I want to like a prophet. Uh, or yeah, we wouldn't. Disciples. I mean, that, I mean, we wouldn't. Remember, this is this is Jesus talking to his twelve. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's talking to the twelve. Whoever receives you receives me, and and so it's not. It's not like us receiving someone else because we're Christian people. So I think to stick with this text, this is this is describing what potentially happens when you and I are disciple makers. Okay. And we're going out. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna stick to this language, this is almost like going door to door. You know, which was back in the day that was a popular way of doing evangelism. So it's more along those lines of you and I going to someone else and saying, hey, would you just, could we talk a minute and let's talk about your faith and can I tell you about the kingdom mm-hmm. uh, and about what God is doing in the world and what he can do in your life? Do you want to hear about that? And they say, well, yes, I'd love to. Come on in. That's more or less what's happening. All right. So this is less about, um, uh, I was trying to think of a modern day context where a uh, missionary family comes home and we receive them in and yeah no not in this case I, that's not primary right it's not that it couldn't be a part of it because so where's the is that uh and i think well the reason my mind went there is because of the cup of cold water that yeah. closes that off like that's it took that receiving of the disciples to a just a different level or another maybe not another level yeah. but a different angle of it yeah well, once again, just take it to, you know, the, if you want to start with the original. So what you have in this text, whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you. So what you have again in the first century, as these 12 are headed out, they will they will encounter these homes that uh, you remember back earlier in Matthew where actually back earlier in this chapter, I hope I referenced that on Sunday, but Jesus said, there's times when you're going to go to a home and, and you determine that they're worthy because they receive you. But some are not. And so then what do you do? You shake the dust off. Mm-hmm. I think that was earlier in this chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here you have the 12 going out and they knock on a door and, or, or get into the courtyard of a home and they and the person uh, is hospitable, brings them in, gives them a cup of cold water, listens to their story about Jesus, and responds appropriately. Mm-hmm. That's first century. Now, uh, what we would say is the same thing. In other words, it's possible that as we carry on the mission of the of the twelve, there are times when people will take us in, listen to us. And respond well to Jesus. Now, included mm-hmm. in that is they take us in and they may offer us, you know, some coffee or tea. 
or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I, well, because, and I think if I went back and listened to the recording, sure. I said early on that one of the difficult things about this text is it is so bound to the historical setting and situation of Jesus' day. So we don't always learn a one-to-one, you know, Jesus said this, therefore it means this for us in the same way. And the, and the right. element that I pointed out mm-hmm. was the prophet part. One, the one who receives a prophet because he's a prophet. Now, in that day, everyone knew that. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew what a prophet was, who a prophet was, and they expected this. Yeah. Not in our day. And that no. was my attempt to say, be careful with the, hist- with the historical setting because now this teaching has to be translated into our day and it doesn't always correspond one-to-one. Right. Kind of. And one of the ways I think you pointed that out on Sunday that it does correlate to our day yeah. is... I think you way you phrased it was, if Jesus saves you, he sends you. Is that right? Yeah. So we may not have prophets in the same way yeah. that they did, um, but we are still disciple makers yep. who are going. And the ancient interpreters that I, re- that I uh, rely on virtually every week in this gospel series, they, they would say the prophet is equal to any preacher of the gospel. Mm. And then you have the righteous person, and then you have the little one. So all three of those, reflecting this is this is these are titles that now can be appropriately applied to any disciple maker. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Sure. Um, so even though we are in that kind of equation, we're the disciple makers. We are the ones sent and going. Yeah. Uh, are there any? times where we are still receptive and receiving someone so, like, yeah. like yourself. Should, so, how, do, how should I receive you? So I think that what, what I, I hope I said a little bit of this, but I hope that what's happening here is the, if, if you and I have received the gospel, then that means that, that we're still responding to it. So, yes, anytime that we are encountering the Word of God through someone else, we should be, yeah, we should be continuing to have those ears to hear. We not only uh, listen to this, but we respond appropriately to it. And I know I ended that way by saying, make sure that, you know, you're able to uh, put yourself in this scenario and say, I am a disciple maker. This is my calling. And I need to I need to be faithful to this, and including my response needs to be ongoing. So that would be my way of saying, yeah, it still it still does apply. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the way this is laid out here, right in Matthew, mm-hmm. you've got uh, God who sends Jesus, who then you know is sent to the disciples, who mm-hmm. are then sent out. Yeah. Right. So. In our context, we've got the opportunity to go be sent like the disciples. We are message takers, gospel witnesses. Um, And the one who receives our message is rewarded for that. Um, But then there's also people who bring God's message to us, not in a salvific, gospel, save me kind of way. Not the initial justification, but but ongoing... Sanctification, right? The continual Mm -hmm. receptivity to God's Word. And 
we receive a reward for that. Yeah. And so the reward, you know, in this text, the reward is, is two-sided, right? The one side of it that we talked about was we, we re- there was a time in our lives where we received someone, we heard them, we responded to the gospel, and we are rewarded. And I want to use the word inheritance because that was one of the things when I searched out the New Testament uh, passages about the reward that inheritance was was a big deal, this inheritance in eternity, in the kingdom. Okay. So we have that because we listened. But the other thing is we're also giving other people the opportunity to also be rewarded for eternity with this inheritance. So I would say to you, but part of the issue in Beyond Sunday is, number one, make sure that you're, you are extending your gratitude to God for the inheritance, for the reward that you have he allowed you to hear the gospel at some point in your life. You believed it because he gave you eyes to see it, and and you have that reward. Thank him for that reward, and let that reward give you hope as you travel through your life uh, with him now. The other thing is keep focused on your mission because you have this incredible privilege to to bring a reward of eternal life to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so for eternity, they're going to be an heir of God. I mean, there's nothing more important than the opportunity to tell someone about God. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, if I if I can, remember that um, whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. Remember that you're not only introducing them to Jesus. It's not. Ne- it's mm-hmm. it's never Jesus alone. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm who brings us to God. And he makes, I mean, Jesus himself makes that very clear. So we've mm-hmm. got quite a calling. Mm-hmm. That's part of that encouragement in that title. It's like, wow, uh, this is an incredible privilege that we have to uh, yeah. to tell someone about their creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't want to lose sight of that for sure. Um, I don't want you to. Thank you. <laughs> I will receive that word. Uh, so last question. Uh The questioner says, I had an atheist friend who once argued that atheists are more moral because they do what is right without expecting a reward. Mm -hmm. Christians only do good because it is eventually Mm -hmm. self-serving. Curious how either of you would respond in light of Sunday's sermon. So I just read um, uh, yesterday and again this morning that Christians by definition do not do not obey because it's self-serving. They obey out of love for God. Mm -hmm. So this is something that Jonathan Edwards preached over and over again, that one of the religious affections, these emotions that we have because we know God, Mm -hmm. is he he has given his life for us, therefore we love him in return and that love for him is what motivates all of our obedience. Mm -hmm. Anything other than that type of obedience, that motive for obedience, then I think this person uh, and the atheist would be correct, that there are some less than noble reasons for obeying God, Mm -hmm. but for the Christian, it's motivated by our love for him, which is good for us to remember. Why do I obey God? Do I obey God because it's best for me? Do I obey God because it pleases other people? Do I obey God because I'm guilty, because I feel guilty if I don't? Mm -hmm. See all those motives, I mean. Yeah. 
Well, I do, and but I'd like to add an element here to think about, yeah, and that good. would be um, if the reward wasn't something that is a positive thing, then why would God put it out yeah. in front of us anyway? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily wrong to want a reward. No, I don't Great think point. that should be the only yeah. drive. If it is, then you know something the, wrong with the relationship. Yeah, the, the the love and yeah. the faith that yeah. you just talked about. Sure you know, isn't what's driving it or initiating yeah. it. But if, you know, this isn't the only place where we're talked about rewards, you know, rewards yeah. for fasting, Jesus talks yeah. about. Yeah. Um, is that back in the Sermon on the Mount? I think yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. right? You could um, lose it. Right. Actually, and I didn't even touch on that Sunday, but that was one of the issues in my list of things. I had a I had a list of references and quick quotes from texts. One of them was, you can lose your reward if you... If you want to be seen by others, yeah, you right. lost your reward. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think one thing I would uh, point out is I don't think it's um, you know, immoral to want a reward. That's right. I don't think that's a bad it's not. intention. It's not. It, it's not the only one. Yeah. Therefore, it's yeah. not bad. And then this is a little like side yeah. question I might have for the atheist is who decides what's right and wrong if... You yeah. Know, so where where are yeah. they getting this sense of so, what's altruistic and what's not? One of the things I was reading yesterday afternoon was an article on um, philosophical criticism, which is simply how mm -hmm. you can approach your exegesis of the Bible with philosophical categories that help you understand what's going on. There's a lot of talk about that, and so and it, and it has use. For instance, in this article, they were making a distinction between the virtues of the Greek world that was mm -hmm. apart from God mm -hmm. versus the virtues that are in the Bible. And so that's part of our discussion is, well, what motivates or creates these virtues? Yeah. And the, the atheist who is you know, pointing fingers at the Christian for obeying um, also has forgotten another thing, right? And... I, I know I said this, but I can't remember when recently within the last few days, but as soon as you understand God as a king with a kingdom, what happens to a subject that doesn't obey? So one of the motivating factors is fear. Yeah. The fear of God. Yeah. Which is not just reverencing him. It's the fact that he's a powerful king that has the ability to judge his citizens, yeah. his subjects. And so I would also add, part of my motivation for obeying is... You know, like it was when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, if you disobey, you get whacked. Yep. Well, count the costs mm -hmm. type of thing. So yeah, there's a lot of other things we could say about it, but. Yeah, no, that's good. John Piper's, this is one of his things that he's really helped me in my yeah. readings of him. Yep. Um, Big time. You know, we, in God, he wants us to enjoy, you know, him. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a motivating factor and it is self-serving. Yeah. But that's not the only reason I enjoy God. So no, not a bit. Yeah. Um, so what do you call? There you go. You're here's remembering my, it. Here's my oh, joke. My word. <laughs> I'm glad my Bible verses are gone. Uh, because... uh, what do you call someone who only believes twelve point five percent of the Bible? Twelve point five percent of the Bible. Twelve point five. I don't know, but and an eighth theist. 
Oh, very good. That's, you know. That's a good one. Ties is that from Maddie? Question. No, Maddie doesn't know her <laughs> percentages that well. She's I do think special. she's learned about fractions, but. She is gifted. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Wow. An yeah. eighth theist. Eighth, the, eighth theist. 12.5%. Very good. There you go. Um, all right. Anything else on your mind? No, that's it. I mean, that's way too much. My mind's empty. Um, We're blank heads. Uh, we hope your minds are full, though, and your hearts are full. Yeah. Uh, we do enjoy this, and we hope that it's uh, helpful for you. That's really one of our prayers uh, when we do this, that this would be a, an edifying and an equipping conversation for you. Midweek mm -hmm. to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, rehash and meditate on, think back through the sermon and the text and uh, continue to put it into practice in your life. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have any questions about this podcast or the sermons on Sunday, uh, you can email them to podcast at cbcmj.com. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. I don't sense any sarcasm coming from the other side of this table, um, which is great on Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, email them in that email address. We love hearing from you. Um, yeah, it's a great opportunity to digest the sermon and just take it to, you know, beyond Sunday. Yeah for you and for us. Your questions are good. They help everybody. So thanks for them. Uh, we love you guys and see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.